You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When the red light goes... Take two. When the red light goes off, we're just getting started. This is Off Air with Chris Thomas and Mike Conti, giving you a look behind the scenes of Atlanta's top sports station as we take you through the top stories of the week from the world of sports and entertainment. Welcome to Off Air. All right. Welcome, 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 welcome on in to the latest episode of the Off Air Podcast. I am Chris Thomas, joined by the head honcho, Mike Conti. And Mike, what we thought maybe was going to be not a ho-hum <laughs> week, but, you know, a week, you, you, there's always a natural low to a high off of coming off of a championship for one of the local teams and the parade and all the stuff going on with the Hawks and the Falcon season coming to an end. But boy, oh boy, did we find ourselves right in the middle of the news stream as a radio station, and specifically with our man Stakey Shapiro getting into a Twitter conversation, a -a tete-a-tete, with one Stetson Bennett IV. So for those who don't know the story, real quick synopsis. Uh, Stake had been vocal on the air and on Twitter about Stetson's, uh, quote, lack of enthusiasm during the championship parade. He was seen often looking down at his phone as well as delivering what I would call a peculiar response when asked about his fond memories at Georgia by DJ Shockley at the championship parade inside of the stadium. He chose the route of uh, basically saying, you guys doubted us. You know, we were the underdogs and we came back and we have two rings. Whereas a lot of people thought, hey, maybe this was a moment to thank the fans, thank Dog Nation for everyone who, you know, rallied behind him for the incredible story that he is. So with all of that being said, Stake Shapiro put out a tweet uh, explaining those thoughts. And Stetson, quite literally, Mike, wrote a letter in response to stake saying that uh, he was actually controlling the music in the car and he wasn't intentionally looking down at his phone to ignore the fans that were trying to get his attention and that it was all in good fun. So Mike stake addressed it this morning being Wednesday morning. So what do you make as a brand manager when your (laughs) station and one of your main hosts is involved in a story that's reached 5 million people on Twitter, 5 million, Mike. Well, we never want to be the story, right? Like I think any media outlet would say that. Any radio station, TV station, newspaper, we never want to be the story. So that part's a little bit unfortunate. But look, uh, you know, we have hosts and listeners who express strong opinions on our radio station and on social media. 
Um, Stink, by the way, was not the only member of the Atlanta media to express that opinion. Um, I think it's maybe a credit to Stink that Stetson chose to respond to him. Uh, you know, Zach Klein tweeted about how disappointing his behavior was on Saturday. Stetson didn't respond to that. Uh, he responded to Stake. So um, I, I guess that's a credit to, to Stake and, and uh, the reach that he has on social media and certainly the reach that he has on this radio station. I don't think Stake wanted to be in the middle of the story, but this is what happens when we express opinions. Um, and I support our host's uh, right to express opinions. Um, as long as it doesn't delve into any kind of personal attack, which I don't think this did, as long as it doesn't delve into name calling or anything like that, I don't think this did. Well, uh, St- well, on Stetson's account, it certainly. Did. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna comment <laughs> on that. That's that's for Stetson and and you know, look, the the exchange is out there. Everyone can make their own judgments and decisions. Right. Stake ha- said what he had to say. Stetson responded, set the record straight according to his record and count of things people react we move on you know it, it, it's i think it's great that we can and and you know there's a lot of things i dislike about twitter but um you know if it creates an avenue for direct communication between uh you know one of our people and and someone that they're talking about i think the winners are the the listeners because they get to see it. Um, so, again, you know, we never want to be in the the center of the story. We never want to create drama or create a story. But we do want our hosts to have strong opinions uh, within the bounds of being fair and not doing anything inappropriate. And I think Stake expressed an opinion that he felt strongly about, that he felt was fair. He didn't name call. He, he didn't um, say anything personal. Stetson Bennett elected to respond to it, and here we are. And I think that's okay. I don't, you know, I was getting all these texts this morning, like, oh, I'm sorry you have to deal with this. I'm like, deal with what? You know, (laughs) there's a tweet. Someone responded in the form of a tweet. We talk about it on the air, and we move on. It's okay. Yeah, it was an opinion about an athlete's behavior. Um, It wasn't a political tweet. It wasn't a tweet about uh, economics or any other hot button issue that is outside of the world of sports that could get a potential radio host or broadcaster in trouble, as we've seen over well, the we want, years. Well, we want to be an escape. Like, we're a sports talk radio station. We want to talk about sports and entertainment and entertain our listeners. We don't want to talk about politics or religion. You can go to other radio stations for that. We're trying to be an escape from that. Yep. Um, you know, Stink made an observation, um, an observation that, by the way, was echoed by, again, I'll, I'll repeat, other people um, in in the local media. And Stetson elected to react to Steak as he is entitled to do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It happened. We move on. You know, Steak responded to the response on his show today. Our door is always open for Stetson. If he wants to come in here and respond further, continue the dialogue, our door is absolutely open. I welcome that. Um, but, you know, at some point we're going to move on from this. I mean, I mean, we're talking about someone being on their phone during a parade. This is not, <laughs> this is not like... Uh, you know, major international policy that we're dealing with here. We're talking about someone being on their phone during a parade and, and stake had a feeling about it and expressed it. And again, like I said, I, I want our host to feel like they have the freedom to have strong opinions. If we can't have strong opinions and express them, then we're out of business as a radio station. Yeah. And you know what? I put my hand up in the air and fully admit 859 that odyssey app flipped right on and i was and i was so excited to hear and oh that steak he's a veteran savvy radio host because you know what he did he seized it and he waited until the second segment and i thought mike that was brilliant he even said on his lockout of the first segment as they were going to break you know what we're talking about in the second segment but you're gonna have to wait six minutes to hear it right here on sports radio 929 the game brilliant brilliant, move by brilliant. exactly i mean that, that's what you have to do as a host i was upset a little bit i'm like man i want to hear it now uh <laughs> but anyhow i mean look the the one thing that i did really not like to see uh i thought there there was a lot of kind of personal vitriol directed on social media towards both parties in this, yeah. both Stetson and Stake. I don't think there's ever a need for that. I mean, we're having a sports debate here. We're, we're having a sports debate. I, I, I think there's been such a decline in civility on social media, um, not just in this instance, but, but in everything. I just don't think there's a need for it. We're having a sports debate, and that's it. I, I, and, you know, by the way, I, I hope, I hope Stetson gets a chance to play in the NFL. I really do. I, yeah. And honestly, I think what I've seen of him this season makes me think he's going to get a shot to to get on an NFL roster. Um, when that happens, Stetson's going to get more of uh, more feedback along the lines of what he got yesterday from Stake. And um, you know, hopefully, maybe this incident will prepare him to deal with that down the road. But yeah. um, again, you know, I, I am, I'm totally cool with stake expressing an opinion and I'm absolutely fine. In fact, glad that Stetson Bennett uh, elected to respond to it directly. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, just hope he can learn from guys before him, like a Johnny Manziel or Kyler Murray who are dealing with their own media squabbles at the moment. And he can take a step back and say, Hey, you know what? It doesn't take a lot out of me to give a different type of response. Maybe that's the way I should be thinking. Well, from some uh, interesting news at the radio station to some positive news at the radio station. Uh, by the way, what, what did we say about the news cycle? It's undefeated. Something's yes. always going to come up. Here you go again. Something yeah. always comes up. Exactly. We were talking at whatever we were talking about a couple days ago, it gets washed away and something else. And sometimes it's even people within your own building that make those headlines, as we saw with this story just now. Um, some exciting news at 92.9 The Game, as we are growing our family. We are welcoming in 
a couple of new producers to the family, and they are going to be training over the next several weeks and getting ready to handle dealing with uh, the likes of yours truly on the weekend. I can be a very uh, dramatic and demanding <laughs> and uh, Hollywood-esque type host right. who requires their producers to do what, everything. What a diva, Chris Thomas. Geez. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, talk about the process of what it was like uh, hiring new staff. What are the things you look for in a new staffer? And then also, what can somebody who's going to be fresh and green, as we like to call them, in the industry expect to do as they learn on the job? Well, what I look for the most when we hire new producers, as we did in this case with Max and Noel, and I'm, I'm really excited to get them in here. I think they're going to be phenomenal. They have great attitudes. Uh, they're ready to learn. They're passionate about the the format. Uh, in Noel's case, she's very passionate about the radio station. She's been a listener for a long time. Uh, you know, the things I look for are um, – kind of your talent slash pedigree, your level of experience, how much do we need to teach you? And then your willingness to do anything. Yep. There's a lot of things at the radio station we have to do. And I think this is the case in any job. Any job in this world, there are going to be elements of it that are not like the most fun, not, not what you want to be doing all the time. We are a 24-hour radio station, which means we need people in here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year to keep the radio station operating. That means we need people here at two in the morning. That means we need people here on a Saturday afternoon when you know the weather gets nice in Atlanta and it's 70 degrees out. Um, that means we need people here on Christmas morning. And Chris, you and I, I think we've come up through this industry in a similar way where it really is climbing a ladder. Yep. No, and neither of us have gotten to the top of that ladder. We're still climbing, and we'll probably always be climbing. I think most people in our industry are climbing, climbers. But uh, the ladder's got to start with the first step. And quite frankly, that first step is you have to be willing to do the entry-level things, which is work nights and weekends and holidays, and be willing to um, you know, not have your voice on the air right away. Uh, and and spend the time to learn our procedures and our processes and, and our technology. So what I look for, and I think Max and Noel really check these boxes, people who are talented, who know enough about our technology and our best practices. You, you know this, Chris. We use a lot of different software, a lot of yep. different computer programs to, to produce our content. Noelle was trained incredibly well at the University of West Georgia. She used all of that software for her college radio station. So now she can come up here and pick it up right away. You know, for someone like Max, who I think has a lot of talent, uh, you know, maybe more from a working with um, working with host side, like he interned with Colin Cowherd. I, I think he gets a lot of the concepts of, of how to uh, – build a radio show and, and, and what we look for in good content and everything like that. Uh, so these are two people who have that level of experience, that kind of base level of talent who are now hungry and willing to come in here and learn to do it our way and be patient enough to know that, yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to put them on the air one day. But as I told Max, I think of myself as, uh, I want to think of myself as Pat Riley, who's <laughs> really the player development. You know, 
I want to take people who want to learn to do things the right way and give them the tools and the resources they need where they can shine uh, in, in whatever role they want to be in. And for most people, it's to be on the air at this radio yep. station. And I want to help them get there. But I need to find people who aren't going to come in here and feel entitled and feel like they're exempt from having to do the dirty work. Everyone's got to do the dirty work at first. It's how you handle the dirty work that I think separates you from everyone else. Um, so that's what I look for. And I'm, I'm really excited to have them. I think they're going to be great additions to our family. Unfortunately, in, in these economic conditions, we don't always get the opportunity to add to our family, or in this case, they are backfilling uh, two people who left us over the last couple months. We don't always, you know, immediately get the opportunity to do that. So I'm grateful to my boss for, for finding the, the room to let us do. And I think they're going to be really, really very helpful for us. And I think one day you'll hear them both on the air. And I, I, I look forward to that too. And the other uh, side of that coin is it also allows people who are ready to now take a jump to newer roles and expand their roles at the radio station uh, with, we have two new people coming in. So the people who currently occupy the type of work that they're doing, that they're going to be doing to explore new avenues and do different things at the station. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, now this gives, like, I I don't want to get too specific with, with our schedule. So I'm going to leave some names out. But there are some people who have had to produce double shifts because we've been shorthanded. Now that we get two new producers in, that frees a couple of those people up to do more on the air or go out and cover games or do the other very, very important things that we need to accomplish around here. So, that, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's where it becomes vital for us uh, to be able to, to have that. And... Um, you know, I, I, that's kind of the other side of the coin. Now I really look forward to seeing how, and I don't want to use names, but like we have a producer who does a lot of work on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Now he's going to have a chance to host on Sunday nights because Max is going to host or uh, produce Sam and Greg. I can't wait to see how that works out. You know, we have a hungry producer there who wants to do a show. Now we're going to find out. Um, we have another producer who has to do a lot on weekend afternoons. He has a strong desire to host. Now we can accommodate that. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's like dominoes falling. That's probably the wrong analogy, but it's kind of like a train as it gets rolling down the tracks and it goes through each crossing. Um, you know, the train advances and another car goes through the crossing. And, and I think that might be kind of the, the appropriate analogy for us and our staff. Yeah. And so exciting times for the radio station. You'll hear, continue to hear fresh voices uh, as this diva continues to host his, <laughs> his, his weekend shows. <laughs> All right, Mike, as we get into our third and final segment here, our hall of fame audio. Um, are we really about to do this again with Tom Brady? Uh-huh. I can't believe it. <laughs> this was his, this was his message. Uh, this is how he closed out his final presser of the year with the Buccaneers after they lose in the playoffs. And you tell me, Mike, this sounds like a goodbye. I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort. And I know it's hard for you guys, too. It's hard for us players to make it through. And you guys got a tough job. And I appreciate all that you guys 
do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support. And, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be. And thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars. And um, just very grateful for the respect. And I and, uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Sounds like a goodbye to me, Mike. Definitely not saying hello. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, look, um, uh, I think it's 60-40 Tom Brady plays next year. Mm -hmm. I think it's 70-30 it's with a team other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I think that's that's low. I think it's more like 90-10. Yeah, me okay, maybe. Yeah. Um yeah, okay, we'll meet in the middle, 80 20. Okay. That if, fair. He, that if he if he meets the 60%, it's like uh, it works 90% of the time, 100% of the time. If he meets that 60% threshold where he's gonna play next year, I think he's playing for the Raiders. Um, I agree. And I think that's been pretty widely reported. I don't think we're breaking any news here on the uh the uh, off air podcast. So um I'm going to interpret that as him saying farewell maybe to Tampa, the city, the fans, the media who covers him there. I don't necessarily want to make the leap that um, he's saying farewell to the NFL because I still think he's got tread left on the tires, and I don't think he would be personally fulfilled um, if if he ended up leaving the, the sport. Uh, and look, I know he's going into broadcasting and whatever. It's not the same. It's not the same. We've seen people, uh, I think Jason Witten was one of them, go into broadcasting and then get back out of it to to go return to play because they miss it so much. Yeah, those, uh, those Raider I, days for him, we'll, never, we'll forget. Forgettable. Yeah. They, they were forgettable, <laughs> yeah. So I think Brady, I think there's a better chance than not that he plays next year. And honestly, I wonder if he ever makes it into the broadcast booth. I've started to see that speculated about a little bit. Uh, And quite frankly, I think it's very unfair to Greg Olson. I I think Greg Olson's done a terrific job in that number one analyst chair for Fox. And he's going to do a Super Bowl this year, and he deserves it. I I think he's, quite frankly, I think right now, Olson is the best in-game analyst in the NFL. Hmm. I really believe I think he is the best in-game analyst. I would put maybe Charles Davis number two, uh, but I, I think 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 of it this way, Chris. Like, does Greg Olson ever say anything that gets him ripped apart on social media? Anything that it, like is he this polarizing figure that people always have to make comments about, like a Chris Collinsworth? for example. Yeah, he certainly or, didn't take a page out of the Tony Romo playbook. No. No, I mean, and look, I think Romo, I like his energy level. I I love his energy. But Romo doesn't always give you a whole lot of analysis. No. I think Olsen has that, that perfect mix of energy, positivity, and ability to, to teach you something that maybe you didn't know. Uh, before you started watching his description. I think Charles Davis is maybe the closest to that. Um, It's going to be really, really difficult for Tom Brady to step in with no experience and be that good right away. Then again, Greg Olson stepped in with no experience and was that good pretty much right away. 
Yeah. But and I don't know if Brady ever makes it into the booth. I, I, and, and, you know, reportedly, you know, th- this this crazy, you know, tens of millions of dollars number that that had been attributed to Fox paying him his salary it, apparently is not true. It's much, much less. So that's that's maybe another element in all this. He might want to make a little more money. Um, he's, <laughs> or go he's, into ownership. I mean, you see, because uh, I feel like point too. going into ownership keeps you more connected to that feeling of yes. being a player than it, than being a broadcaster does. And you know what you can't do if you're in ownership is be in the broadcast booth because <laughs> no. of the conflict of interest. D- Jerry so, Jones ch- tries his damnedest, but... Yeah, well, it, it, but guess what? <laughs> you can't do it. So, um, you know, look, I don't want to make light of Brady's personal situation right now, but there could be some income factors that come into play and and his ability to make money um, and make a, a larger amount of money than he would as a broadcaster for Fox could be a very, very big factor in his future plans. All right, Mike, we appreciate you as always. Let's get you out of here a little early today. There are even some things we cannot reveal on the off-air podcast, but there is a lot going on at 92.9 The Game. Don't worry, listeners and fans. It will all be revealed in due time, and it is all great and exciting, exciting things for the radio station. It's all positive. Mike's got to go back into his lab and get all the concoctions ready to go and make this radio station the place that you need to be every single day. All right. Follow Mike on social media at Mike Conti 929. I am at C Thomas radio, and this has been the latest edition of the off air podcast.